Welcome everyone to the Redemption Tempe podcast where we believe that all of life is all for Jesus. I'm your host Warren Williams. I'm here with my boys Ben Jensen and AC. Um, and uh, Ben, pastor of uh, Arts and Communities at Redemption, AC, ministry intern. And uh, if you listen to our last podcast, we kind of teased that at the end. We're going to get into some difficult difficult questions we know as you read through genesis there's a lot of material in in there that may come off as confusing or uh just doesn't seem to make sense with the world that we live in today right and so we want to be able to approach these questions get to some uh you know do our best to kind of go through it and get you some answers you know to the best of our ability we're going to be we're going to be going through some real tough Difficult yeah. stuff here. Yeah. Hard. Are you guys ready? Launching the True Story Project right in right in the beginning in Genesis, and it's gonna be some hard stuff. Some hard Difficult stuff, man. Questions. AC, are you ready? I'm trying to be. Come ben? on, man. you can do it. I believe in you, AC. Uh, I'm ready. Man, I'm, you, re- I'm as ready. You guys don't have the uh, the uh, advantage or fortune of me being being able to see these two guys, but they're sweating. Palms are sweaty. Yeah. I gave one guy a yeah. handshake. His hands are all clammy. It does it's feel disgusting. like a mile a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like the music Knees deep. Yeah. This is your opportunity. Yeah, right. There's vomit on your sweater already. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, <laughs> difficult questions. First one. All right. Is or are fruits bad because, uh, you know, it's what was eaten to cause man's fall? No. All right. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, next question here. Um, so... <laughs> Some people no. Actually, we're gonna get into some real serious, serious it's questions. It's a good, it's a right vegans answer. got mad right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Upsetting those vegans. <laughs> so, so if you did have a question about that, no, no, fruits aren't aren't, aren't bad. Fruits are good. Fru- fruits are good. Eat your Especially fruits and vegetables like your mom told you. Um, so uh, first off. You know, we look at Genesis 1, 2. Some people see those two accounts. They, they read both of those, uh, you know, those chapters. And they're looking at man. They're saying, oh, man, these two things, they don't, they don't align, man. They're just, they seem to be so contradictory. Um, AC, explain that, man. Flesh that out. You know what? They do contradict. Just, just close the Bible and go. No. Oh. Hey, oh, oh. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, some people will say that the account in Genesis 1 is different from the account in Genesis 2. Okay. Some like the order of creation is jumbled up and, and this and that. Um, a couple of different responses. Number one, um, some people will say that Genesis 1 is the entire account of creation. And Genesis 2 is just a zoom in of day 6. And in Genesis 2.19 when it says formed that that Hebrew word could also be translated as had formed. In other words, just recapping oh, I've seen that. what uh-huh. happened. Right, you know, right, right. Now, it would lessen the tension. There would still be some tension with that. Uh, another way of looking at it, this is that Genesis 1 is a song. Genesis 2 is the historical record. Now, this pattern is seen elsewhere in Scripture. When you look at uh, Exodus chapters 14 and 15, Exodus 14 is the historical record of the parting of the Red Sea. Exodus 15 is... Uh, a song about it and then in Judges chapter 4 and 5 Judges chapter 4 is a historical record of a victory in battle led by Deborah and Barak right. Judges chapter 5 is Deborah singing a song about it you know um, that, was, so, that was not Barack Obama but uh, no was, no, no, back no, then, no. It was a, it's uh, a little before him thanks for that uh, totally necessary clarification, clarification. There, <laughs> make sure people don't get confused when, and when you look at when you look at Judges 5, for example, it's a song that's recapping what has historically happened. 
in verse 20, she says, from heaven the stars fought. Does that mean that God threw comets and asteroids and deep impact and Armageddon at people? No, obviously not. It's it's metaphorical. So keeping that in mind, if Genesis 1 is a song and, and a feature of Hebrew poetry is repetition and you see that over and over, yeah. God did this and it was the first day. God did this and it was the second day. You know, and it's very evening and morning. It's very repetitive. It's a song. You don't want to press the details gotcha. for scientific information. Right. You know, so that even covers when you think about people say, well, is evolution compatible with right. scripture? Can I believe in evolution and still be a Christian, or should I be a creationist? I mean, again, you don't want to press into the song of Genesis 1 and try to turn it into a scientific textbook, which it is not. You ain't going to take a Bob Marley song and turn it into like a, a, a philosophy of life. You know, you, some people some, wow. some, some you people can't could. do that. Some no, you're can't. not supposed to do that. Warren, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Warren's got to take his posters down. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Have some redecorating to <laughs> do. <laughs> The reason why we're laughing, <laughs> there is a uh, uh, painting of Bob Marley here on the wall, on, on the the wall here, here uh, but studio. I will be taking it down after this recording is done. Yeah, so. fiction of the Lord. <laughs> but the main thing is to keep in mind when you're looking at Genesis 1, Genesis 2, the main thing is not the how, mm-hmm. but yep. the why of creation like we talked about last right, week. Right, right. We touched on that kind yeah. of in the last podcast, not focusing too much on all the minute details but understanding right. things you know we talk about picture. are the yeah. are the seven days of creation literal or right. these refer to ages is there a gap theory between verses one and two in genesis yeah. again you're trying to make it into something that it's not yeah yeah gotcha gotcha um and i also loved how you touched on uh the compatibility with evolution i know we were, we were talking about a book that we had read when we were younger where it's like you have genesis uh Creation on one side, evolution on the other, and it always seems like the two things, like, you, it's either or, like, you know, you need to either be on one side of the spectrum or one completely other side of the spectrum, and the you two know, can never coincide. Th- there yeah. are Christians who disagree. Right. There are Christians who do not believe in evolution, and there are Christians who say, I believe in evolution. Right. You know, so it's not a... It's or, part, not a th- or parts of it. Parts, parts of, of it, it. Right. Not an parts atheistic natural yeah, selection exactly. that exactly. God oversaw the right. process. Right. And so. they're Christians who, like, love Jesus and love the Bible and are yeah. really smart. Like, scholars even disagree on this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So just moving right along here, um, we're going to move on to the flood. Um, ben. Yeah. Was the flood... Was it a genocide? Was, you know, was it, was it just a white... Was it, was it a God picking a... Specific people and just wiping them out. Yeah, man, that's a it's it's a good question. It's a, it's a really hard question. I mean, we see stuff in the Old Testament that's tough to take. Right. Honestly, it really is. Like, there's v- a lot of violence in there. Um, we've talked about prescriptive and descriptive a little bit, and how sometimes it just tells stories, even of the people that are chosen by God who do violent things. Um, you know, Samson comes to mind, that kind of stuff, and um, kind of like acting a fool, but never really seems to be too condemned. Um, at the same time, there's things that God does, too, that are really hard to understand and, and, uh, and are violent. So in this way, the flood, what it really is, we're talking about a historical flood, a right. real thing that happened, not just a myth, not right, just a right, story. Right. Um, and, and then pretty much everything and everybody on the earth dies, um, except for, what, eight people. Uh, Noah and his right. family, um, and so uh, plus the animals, the animals on the, the ark, animals right? On the ark, right? And and um, and so one first answer about genocide. 
I think uh, we'd say no to that, um, part, particularly because it doesn't fit the definition of what genocide is. Genocide is a focused extermination of a certain people group, right? And that's not what this is. Like everybody gets wiped out, all all peoples that are on the earth get wiped out. But but even probably then to get to that to say yeah, but that's still really harsh, right? Like really, yeah. Harsh? So um, we we need to back up a little bit. Um, I think one of the reasons we react is that we say we think. Um, well, yeah, they were bad, it's sinful, sure, sure. We kind of like pass over the depth of corruption and sin. And that's because we usually don't really apprehend the the depth of God's holiness. Of how how huge and and um, and and deep that reality is that he is a holy God and um, his he is a consuming fire meaning his holiness and his power um, and even his righteous wrath is against wrongdoing is against wickedness is against sin and rebellion against him and and so we miss that if we don't get God's holiness then when we see his wrath it feels harsh it feels right. um, judgmental in more of a petty sense rather than in a righteous sense and so. And then we also don't we we minimize his holiness, and then we minimize sin, and then it makes us hard. It makes it hard to understand. Um, There's a big, big difference between God acting and you or I acting. Right. Um, just just to be clear, too, um, in no way whatsoever does this mandate Christians or even of humans of any kind to sort of destroy a people um, because they think they're a wicked people. Um, God, God alone stands as judge and is the Holy One and has the authority to, to really do this in, in, in a righteous way. But it's serious. Um, so the answer for genocide would be no. Um, there's a couple theories about that. Um, one is that the satanic seed of the earth needed to be removed. I, I don't think that holds a ton of water, actually. Um, no pun intended. And, and then um, the other theory is... Too just, soon, man. It's, too a, soon. it's a just, just judgment against the world that had gone really bad, which is true. It, it was just... Right. It was not wrong for God to choose to destroy the world. Let me give a quick metaphor. Um, okay. God is the owner of the world. He created it. He possesses it. Um, if I if I get out a piece of paper and make a drawing, you know, I draw something on it, draw some some cool thing, a, a car and a rainbow and something like that, um, and then even if it's really good, I decide to throw it away. That's not wrong for me to do that. Right. That's that's mine. That's I, I I'm the owner of that thing in in some ways, and so I have the right to be able to throw that in the garbage if I don't like it. Um, in, in some ways, God even way more than me with that thing. God has the right, he as creator, to look at his creation and he sees it corrupted and able to um, act upon it. There's no wrongdoing at all for God to do that. Yeah, that's right. You know, God created it, and He's sovereign over it. He is. So, yeah, um, and it's His. It's yeah, his you know, possession. a lot of times uh, people have a hard time reconciling uh, a loving God that will wipe out these yeah. people. But like you said, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a really legitimate tension. Right. Yeah. And, and at the same time, some of the same people will also be crying out for justice right. when they experience right. the wrongdoing Some, of other people. Yep. Right. Something yeah. happens to them, and right. they cry out for justice. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So uh, just moving right along here, uh, I think one of to one of I think are the, is the most uh, kind of confusing, at least for me, parts of Genesis uh, was the Tower of Babel. Hmm. You know, you had these bunch of people coming together, what seemingly a good thing. You know, they were speaking the same language. You know, one culture and everything, and you know they're building this tower. Um, obviously, you know, we uh, in that story, you know, you see pride and things like that, but kind of, let's kind of flesh that out, you see, like, what was going on at the Tower of Babel, you know, what, why did, why did it need to be confused, uh, you know, kind of, kind of explain that one, so I think, I think it's a very, 
uh, confusing story if you maybe don't understand the full story of the Bible. Yeah. yeah so when God created people, one, the first thing He told Adam and Eve was to replenish, right? To mm-hmm. to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Mm-hmm. And then He even repeated that to Noah's family when they left the ark. And so they were to go out in every direction and fill the earth. But like you know, thirty something lazy dudes that don't want to go out and get a job <laughs> and get their own place, they want to stay at home. And they everyone wants to stay at the same place. And, and not only just not uh, move out in all directions and fill the earth like God wanted, they wanted to stay in one place and make a name for themselves. They, you know, and so they built the Tower of Babel as a symbol of their, of their arrogance and a symbol of humanity saying, we don't want what God says for us. Right. We want to do what we want. It's all about us. You know, so then you see this confusing thing where it says that uh, God gave them all different languages, different languages. and then they yeah. couldn't speak to each other, right. and they went in different directions. You could almost them. read that and be like, "Well, are other languages and cultures bad?" Right? Because that's the you know that's the kind of that's what I took away from it. You know, one of the confusion, confusing parts of it that I yeah. had. I was like, "What are languages like a like a punishment?" Right? You know? <laughs> right? Um, and and you you would think so in in, in heaven or in the kingdom there's right. not going to be different cultures and, right, no right. but when you look at Revelation at the end you see every nation tribe tongue exactly and so again keeping in the context God created humanity and He wanted them to be diverse and to flourish and multiply and fill the earth they weren't doing that so in order to get humanity back on the right path of filling out the earth God gave them different languages and so it's actually a gift. And not a punishment in order to help them fulfill what God had called them to do. Yeah. You know, uh, Ben, you said something I really liked. You said, you know, if you see the car heading off a cliff, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do? You know, you throw some, throw something in its way to kind right. of to stop throw, it, throw to halt it. Down yeah, throw some nails down. Stop it from going up. Right, yeah. right, right. And that's, that's a loving thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. We see that there's those people are speeding towards destruction. And their unity is actually being used for their own glory and for sin, and it will kill them and it will destroy them faster. And, but God loves His creatures even when they're rebelling, and therefore He's already promised, "I'm not going to have a flood again." That was Genesis six. Right. No more flood. Here's a covenant with Noah: no more, no more destroying the earth with that. But um, I'm going to disperse the people and confuse them to stop them from their own destruction. Gotcha. So uh, moving right along here, um, question that's really applicable when we look in our you know political world today and um you know some christians even believe like it's our calling you know to think in this way so uh you know is god ethnocentric and obviously you know that's kind of pertaining to uh the people god called jewish people you know does god care about you know the jewish people more than you know anyone else you understand what i'm saying you know? no no <laughs> um you know god promised through abraham when he chose him right that he would bless all nations right and so from the very beginning, God is yeah. concerned with everyone. Right. Um, Abraham wasn't blessed for his own sake, but blessed to be a blessing. Right. Um, so from the very beginning, all throughout scripture, uh, God is concerned with all nations. So no, God's not ethnocentric. Um, I know politically, a lot of times people, Christians will say that if you're going to vote your values, if you're going to be a, a Bible-based voter, that you're going to give blind, unwavering support to the nation state of Israel. Um, and I, I think that's very problematic because it's not really in line with the biblical story. Because when you look at Israel, just like other nations, they're a fallible nation and there's a lot of oppression and injustices that take place. And so to just blindly just offer up support to one country, even if it's our own, 
as opposed to other nations. I don't think it's having a very biblical view of right. the world. Um, so, you know, some people will say that, well, God promised the land, so they should have the land no matter what. But God didn't give, even in the Old Testament, when he actually did give them land, he didn't give them free reign to do whatever they wanted. Right. He held them accountable for, oh, yeah. for so all throughout. Yeah. Nations, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Ab- absolutely. You know, and then, uh, and Christians even disagree on that, you know. Um, not everyone believes that uh, God has continued promise um, to give them land today, and w- you know that the nation, that nation state of Israel, is not the same as the historical, the historical. theocracy of yeah. Israel. It's two different entities as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, just moving along here. Uh, so there's a you know there's a part there's a scripture in Galatians or verse in Galatians that describes the gospel being preached. To Abraham and uh, you know I can see how that can be confusing because when we think gospel we think New Testament you know we think something that uh, you know once Jesus Jesus came that you know um, that's when the gospel happened right mm-hmm. or uh, that's what we associate with the gospel being Jesus dying uh, living dying resurrecting but it's the the you know Bible says the gospel was preached to Abraham right Ben what is that what does that mean yeah, there, there's a part that's referenced in, from Genesis 12 when God calls Abram, and then he turns into Abraham. A little later, he's renamed Genesis 12:2, and it says this: "And I will make uh, make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing." So, there, like he says, "I will bless you, those who bless you, and dishonor those who curse you." Um, but he's saying, "I'm blessing you. I'm pulling you out of this, and I'm making you a great nation, and going to bless you." And so, Paul, way down the road from this particular place we're reading in Genesis, um, in, in Galatians, says, he, he references this part. And so in Galatians 3, 8, um, he says, um, give me a second, here it is. Um, he says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So it's really interesting, right? This is this, this Galatians three eight. This is Paul, who is Jewish himself, you know, a devout, zealous Jew, um, and then is converted to Christ and sees how Jesus fulfills so much of the Old Testament story. Um, you know, really all of it, you know, except for the few things that have yet to be fulfilled, like Jesus returning. So you've got this idea that it says it pre- that the gospel is preached to Abraham beforehand. This, I'll tell you what, in my own life, this is a personal thing. It really threw me. Right, um, yeah, me too. I had the same reaction. I just, yeah. I, I had this, you know, idea what, what, what the gospel, what the gospel was, right? right? What right. is the gospel? Okay, it's, it's the, it's the, really the death and resurrection right, of Jesus. Right. It's this event that happened. Um, and then you, it gets a little wider. It's the life of Jesus as right. well. But, but that's what it was. And then, and then I read this and I think, well, wait a second. Um, how, how is the gospel preached to Abraham back then when it hadn't even happened yet? That it really was confusing, and and so I think Paul helps to explain it in that in that piece right in Galatians. Um, you know, the gospel preached the gospel before unto Abraham, saying, "In you shall all the nations be blessed." So what that is saying is that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is the event of his life, death, resurrection, and ascension. Yes, but it's not just that. It is something bigger about the blessing of God's people, the shalom that God gifts to his people that is already here, um, but not yet fully fulfilled. And it starts way, way back with Abram when he's called out of his city and called to be a great nation. And God says, I'm going to bless you. That blessing, that blessing to prosper, to have shalom and to have peace, to have fruitfulness and to multiply as the original right. cultural mandate in Genesis one twenty seven says that is the good news of Jesus as well 
to me, that's huge. Um, what it did for me, maybe mm. for you as well. Um, I, I think I was, I was seeing some depth of the gospel yeah. and really just loving Jesus and, and praising God for the depth of it, but I wasn't seeing the width of the gospel. And the gospel is both good. deep and wide. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, you know, in, in Genesis, there's uh, so much just brokenness and evil and you know you have rape you have murder you have uh, these horrible things like how do we make sense of these of these evil events that happen yeah i mean like we talked about last time one of the things you want to do is understand that these events are descriptive and not prescriptive in other words that god isn't prescribing that this is how the people of god are supposed to act he's just describing how they did happen to act and so mm-hmm. when you're looking at that um keep in mind that the Bible, the Bible is not Aesop's fables. You know, Aesop's hmm, fables yeah. have these little stories and there's mm-hmm. a little moral behind the story right. behind each little narrative. Genesis is not like that. Yeah. You know, don't look for the little moral behind the story of like, oh, well, okay, so, you know, uh, Jacob lied to his parents to get well, his I way. So lie to my parents. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, just kind of teasing something here, we're going to get into a little, uh, I'll call it a little game of descriptive versus prescriptive, but AC, keep going, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that yeah. segment. Um, another thing, too, is to have some cultural humility. Gotcha. Um, because there are that's certain good. things in our culture that are sin, and we look at it and we say, that's a big sin. Right. Yeah. And then there's other things that we have blind spots about or think that these are these are little sins. This isn't that big of a deal. Like, for example, um, we, we would say that um, domestic violence today is a huge sin. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know, Ray Rice only got suspended two games when that first happened when he when he when he hit his wife. Oh right. Yeah. Like no. There was a huge outrage. Right, right. So in our culture we look at um, the way women are treated and that's a big deal in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to how we spend our money. Right. Hey don't tell me what I'm doing with my checkbook. Yeah. With mm-hmm. my Apple pay. You know, that's that's my business. Right. If yeah. I if I'm going to spend everything on myself, you know, so we have our own uh, cultural blind spots. So have some humility and, and realize that different cultures emphasize um, what's more important than other things. Like, just give a quick example. Um, in the '50s, Joe McCarthy was a senator who was dedicated to trying to eradicate communism from our country, and he would. Uh, often falsely accuse people and just you know get yeah, any he kind tore of tore down many careers yeah, yeah just de- and so obviously that type of individual had political enemies right mm-hmm. and his political enemies would look for any kind of dirt on him to derail his career and they knew that he sexually harassed the women who worked under him you know he would pinch their breasts he would make crude jokes and yet they knew they couldn't use that to derail his career why because he was faithful to his wife. Right. So in those days, that was a big deal was whether or not you cheated on your wife or not. Sexual harassment, little deal. Right. But in today's culture, just in a, in a span of 50 years, 60 years, we have a huge turnaround to where if a politician commits adultery and oh, divorces man, and gets remarried, no big, no big it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. John McCain's had how many wives? Right. You know, um, As opposed to with if, if someone has is, is guilty of sexual harassment, accused of sexual harassment, that's a huge yeah. deal. Throw them oh, out of yeah. office, fire yeah. them. Right. You know, so right. we have to have some cultural humility. And I think with that, if I can add in, that we're not saying like that we're our culture is all wrong. Like domestic violence is isn't as bad as we make it to be. Like there, it, it, you just can't trust culture right. to be your moral compass, right? right? To say like this just because we treat it as bigger than something else, our own consumerism. 
our own maybe wasteful spending of money or getting deep into debt for just selfish gains is as bad as many things that we think are outrageous too, potentially, right? Right, absolutely. That's great that they're as bad. Yeah. It's not yeah. that they're all little sins. So domestic right. violence, actually right. all domestic big. violence is horrible. They're all huge. It's, it's a horrible sin that right. God hates. But so so is um, you know things like rampant consumerism and selfishness and disregard for those who are oppressed and poor mm-hmm. and, and all kinds of things. So like, so you see it in uh, yeah. polygamy mm-hmm. was one. Do you want to do you want to speak to that at all? Yeah, polygamy. So. Um, even with polygamy, in the beginning, God created them male and female. One man, Adam and Eve. One you know? woman, yeah. yeah. One man Adam and Eve. one wife. So that was the ideal. That was what he set up to be. And even the narrator of Genesis goes out of his way to comment on that aspect of creation. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, And then the rest of the book, you see, you know, Abraham has Hagar and you see uh, Jacob has four wives or like two big wives and two mistresses you know so it's a lot of polygamy going on um, but even the narrator implicitly condemns polygamy mm-hmm. by showing how that resulted in devastation so that's another thing too is you got to read between the lines and what is what is this show about polygamy there's nothing positive in the Bible ever that comes out of a polygamous relationship right. It, right. the narrator is always painstakingly careful to show in detail what brokenness ensued as a result of those choices right yeah another big one is the the jacob Mm. um getting stealing his blessing from esau um he lies straight up deceives his father who is old and and blind and um takes this blessing from his brother that his the birthright the blessing that that he deserved and so um that that sense right like uh like it's always confusing to me when I read in the Bible. What? Why does this guy who lies get a blessing? It seems like he's almost rewarded for his sin, and we see like no, the, God is not saying it's okay to lie. It's okay to deceive. Um, what he is showing is that we are broken. Even the ones I choose to use are are flawed, deeply flawed, and sinful. And even through sin, my grace and my goodness will overcome that badness. So I mean, um, just. Understanding, you know, the the, it's the difference between the differences between being descriptive and prescriptive. You know, when that has been misunderstood, you know, uh, we've seen uh, detrimental effects. I guess I would say to the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what are some things from Genesis that you feel have been historically uh, been twisted to uh, justify evil, endorse evil? Yeah, and, and one quick thing uh, oh, to add to the sure. to the last thing we we're talking about with with people doing evil in the Bible and God still using them is that when you start realizing um, God's grace it radically changes the way you read the Bible because oh, we naturally gravitate towards right. works righteousness we right. naturally gravitate towards this idea that to, if I live yeah. a good life uh-huh. and I do good things God will bless me right. and so if God chose these people they must have done good things and God blessed them but that's not how it works that's it's good. all by grace it's all by that's grace good. Yeah. Um, but yeah so there are a lot of things in Genesis that have historically been used to endorse evil. When you look in Genesis 9, Noah pronounces a curse on Canaan and says that he will be a servant to his brothers. So during the slave trade, people would use this passage and say, well, the curse was blackness of skin. Right. And so black people are cursed by God to be slaves by others. Yeah. Um, I've definitely heard that, uh, you know, black people are descendants of Ham who, you know, saw his father's nakedness and he, he was, was cursed. One, yeah, he was yeah. the cursed one and we know that it's bogus. It's, it's yeah. just bogus. Yeah. You know, so that's that's good. Um, any other things you think? Genesis 24, mm-hmm. um, you look at Abraham doesn't want his son to marry Canaanite women. 
Um, and Isaac and Rebecca also have that attitude towards their sons. They're upset when Esau marries a Canaanite woman. And so some people have used that to uh, be against interracial marriage, that you need to stick within your kind. You know, another thing is um, a big one, a big cultural hot topic is in Genesis, uh, in the very beginning of the creation account, God tells Adam and Eve to exercise dominion over the earth, and people use that as a blank check to exploit all the resources oh, and to so abuse true. the environment. Right, right. Um, but actually, God gave Adam and Eve the responsibility of stewardship. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So very important. Yeah, all good. Uh, great things there. I uh, want to move on to our next segment here. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this dichotomy between descriptive and prescriptive. Right. So we want to go through a couple of things, you know, uh, I guess things that happen in Genesis. And I mean, we want to know, should we, is this, is this like a guidebook for us or is this maybe something that was just describing an event or the narrative at the time? Right. So first things, fig leaves. Okay. Um, you know, after uh, Adam and Eve were expelled from the garden, yeah. you know, God, his love, infinite love, uh, dresses them in fig leaves. They realize their nakedness, they're shameful. They're in fig leaves. Should yeah, that's hard. They, they, they go dress themselves in fig leaves. Actually. Right, right. They, yeah, he, gives, he gives them. This, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. So, fig leaves. Yeah, they have fig leaves. So, so then you know, then fig leaves is unbiblical, but skins like skins like fur coats. Yeah. Okay. Is that yeah. is that so descriptive or? Ben, ben, is that do we have a we have a buzzer? We should have like a a, a ding like descriptive or prescriptive like yeah something. Um, <laughs> we we'll we'll work that in. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll in get that post. in there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go hit the club later, us three, and and uh, we're gonna put our our skins on, right? Like, mm. uh, isn't that put those animal skins on? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, that's a biblical, right? To do that? No, um, that's descriptive. So yeah, <laughs> De- descriptive. Descriptive. Is, is not, not prescriptive. Not yeah. also not going to the club with with me. So I'm not going to the club at all. No, I gotta go to work. Yeah. Uh, AC tried to come here with fig leaves on today yeah, to like, kind of get into, I guess, the mode of Genesis. The only I, reason they hated it because my fig leaves had raiders on it. So that's yeah, true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's true. you got to change, bro. No raiders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Um, you know, culture. Of, you know, the culture today would call this uh, side chicks. Yeah, side chicks. You know, polygamous relationships. Right. Um, Descriptive or prescriptive? Um, you know, when I look to get married, should I be looking for uh, multiple women to be uh, married to? That's is that, is that descriptive. D- descriptive. Descriptive. D- okay. Yeah. D- yeah. Are you sure? That, um, yes. Are you a hundred percent sure? Hundred. Okay. okay. Yeah, I agree. But yes, descriptive. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. My old lady can't have kids. I'm gonna go get a side chick. No. Yeah, no. That's not no? how you do that. Yeah, that's okay. not a prescription. It's right. not what you're supposed to do. It's just how it was. Yeah. Descriptive. All right. Also, uh, you kind of touched on this one earlier. Lying to your parents, um, descriptive or prescriptive? Uh, you know, you know, Jacob lies to his parents, gets mm-hmm. the blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, I should. Can you do that? Yeah, I can. Asking? For all yeah. those kids out there listening. Hey. Yeah. We have a large kid uh, demographic. We do. So mm-hmm. um, do. this is one of the questions that uh, comes up a lot. For yeah. Those kids. <laughs> on, can uh, I lie to my dad? They're reading through Genesis. <laughs> like, Jacob got what he wanted by lying. And he put on a costume. Right. I'm uh, putting crayons. on my Superman gear. It was sent to us with a uh, crayon. With crayon. The, yeah. yeah. This yeah, question so was. Yeah. We. <laughs> did you, little little Johnny? Did you did you eat this? Did you eat that crayon? He's got. You know. I was like, no. Yeah. He's, he's thinking Jacob. Jacob lied to with, his father. Yeah, with his fig leaves on. Yeah. His fig leaves on, right. Yeah. No, unfortunately, this is descriptive. Sorry, kids, you can't lie to your parents. 
Okay. Um, next one, I think this one is a really uh, tough one. Uh, R2 pays. Or uh, synthetic, I guess, fake here, sinful. <laughs> where, where does this one come from? This harkens So this harkens back to Jacob. <laughs> okay. All right. You okay. remember he's trying to trick his father, and he's puts on the fake hair, yeah. fake skin, yeah, to on his arm. so that his uh, you know his father Isaac is you know thinks that it's Esau. Yep. So is that does that mean? I, mean, I wouldn't. I don't have anything against toupees, but it does remind me of Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would say uh, stay stay away from from that. Descriptive. Uh, I would descriptive. agree. Descriptive. Um, hey, s- send your send your angry emails. Uh, you toupee wearers. Um, Yeah, AC Alivisato is a redemption. (laughs) (laughs) You gave me. I was going to say Jason Raber of No one can spell Alivisato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. That's a good one. All right. So, um, you know, I hope that we were able to answer a lot of your tough questions. Um, I know undoubtedly that, uh, you know, as you continue through Genesis, there will be uh, questions that will arise. Um, We mentioned in a previous podcast if you do have questions, send them to Jim Mullins at redemptionaz.com mm-hmm. and uh, you know we want to get uh, we want to get to as many of your questions as we can so um, you know as you're going through your your uh, squid process and squid approach and you're coming across these questions hey you know pose those questions send them an email we'd love to answer them um, hopefully in this podcast as well so um, that's pretty much all we have for this time and uh, thanks for listening see you next time